This episode of the Rotating Tap Podcast is brought to you by Epic Brewing Company. These guys make incredible beers, and they're known for a lot of different things. They make a whole gamut of things like Pilsners, to IPAs, to, I mean, basically any style you can think of. But two of the things that I think they don't get enough credit for are their Imperial Stouts, like their Big Bad Baptist series, and some of their sours that they age in fooders and in barrels, uh, like their Brainless series, which is actually how I got to know them in the first place. I think it was Brainless on Peaches was the first beer that I ever had from them. But these guys don't get enough love for doing really amazing stuff with barrel aging, imperial beers, uh, and because, I mean, they just cover the gamut. They've got hard coconut water. They've got amazing hard seltzer. The regular lineup of beers is fantastic. But lucky you, you can get some of their brainless stuff that they just released in their Denver tap room, like the pink guava sour brainless that's been aged on fooders. That sounds pretty dope. I got to get a bottle of that. And then their Big Bad Baptist series. I mean, it's available most of the year, I think. But right now, they came out with a ton of variants, uh, including the peanut butter Baptist. And then we had uh, we had one the other day on our happy hour that was like literally Mexican cake. It was cinnamon and just tons of deliciousness. Everything was there in balance. It was almost too easy to drink for an Imperial Stout. So Go to Epic Brewing in Denver. You can also stop at their location in Salt Lake City. They have a pretty big distribution network, so you can find a lot of their stuff at liquor stores near you. Uh, Grab some Epic Brewing stuff. You won't be disappointed, and enjoy the show. I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderpool, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up, everybody, and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Beer. Do you want me to? Is that okay, or do you want me to uh, bring anything closer? It doesn't matter. We'll get it okay. out of camera sweet. eventually. Yeah, everything's in shot. So. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And we're rolling. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Hi. Welcome to wow. the Rotating Tap Comedy Podcast. Getting right into it. Yeah. It's been a day yeah. already. Time uh, crunch. Sometimes when we do these field trips, this is the farthest one that we've actually done at this point. Because otherwise, it's just up to Greeley. Yeah. There's um, not a lot of excuses to want to go up to Greeley. <laughs> At least there's reasons to want to come up to Glenwood Springs. Would you not agree? Hot yeah. Springs. I would agree. Yeah. Go see the people in Aspen, see the rich people. Yeah. Coming up here for that. Yeah, we're really happy to be here. Uh, we had to go over the river and through the woods to, to make it happen, but we're here up at Casey Brewing up in Glenwood Springs. Glenwood! With our boy Troy. Uh, and Troy, tell us a little bit about what you do here. Say hi. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming up. Appreciate it, especially with all this weather. So that was really nice you guys to come up. Appreciate it. Um, we are our brewery. We're almost seven years old. Uh, we specialize in... Um, oak fermented and aged barrel aged sour beers like farmhouse style brewing mm-hmm. um and which is kind of funny because we're drinking an ipa that we uh that we made <laughs> yeah right what the now. fuck man we you know it's 2020 <laughs> everything changes and so um we uh we, we make a little bit of these now i'm sure we can talk about that but what we are known for and what we uh started with was just making oak fermented um beers and we'll taste those here soon too nice yeah it sounds awesome. good now why i guess leading into what you just said like i've only i've known you guys for your sour beers and they're like kind of world world-renowned for, for that program but why did, are you doing the hazies because the tourists need something to drink too and they're just like i didn't know that all the beers here were going to taste like vinegar yeah well hopefully none of our beers taste like vinegar. because yeah, right. <laughs> if they do we dump them but maybe to the to i was somebody saying else. that as a plea yes that yes, doesn't yes. know i'm sorry no it's okay i say a lot of dumb <laughs> shit so it's okay it's true he does i hear most of it um and uh so we um started doing it because we got some new tanks in and uh, we were just like, well, we might as well. It's what we like to do. It's like what we like to drink too sometimes. And so we did it just because uh, we wanted to keep us interesting. We opened up a new tap room in downtown Glenwood Springs uh, last year. And it was definitely something we wanted to have on tap were some uh, stouts and some uh, bear, like, like uh, stouts and some like hazy IPA style beer. Yeah. Are there any other breweries up here? Yeah, there's a Glenwood Canyon Brew Pub, which is downtown. Okay. And then there's, uh, we've got two locations here. And then there's another one on the outskirts um, that uh, recently opened up this year as well. 
Awesome. Yeah. Are you just going to turn this place into like a mob situation where you have something in every corner of town and can keep an eye on things? I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. I think you should, yeah. It's kind of huge Turn this into a crime syndicate really fast. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this does look like the kind of joint that somebody would have bootlegged stuff out of in the past. I don't know. I don't know what these barrels are actually filled with. It could be drugs. It's it's people like we sell our barrels when we're done with them to locals and people come down here. And they're like, I had no no idea this place existed. And we're like, well, that's good and bad, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I found five dollars in my barrel. What a fun time that was, <laughs> and some drugs. That's great. So what what are we drinking? Because uh, I mean, you poured us a hazy. Uh, let's talk about it. Like, so, what are you, what are we drinking right now? So this is uh, a beer called Citrus Says Go. It is um, fresh off the tank. We're gonna bottle it uh, in a few days. And this is a hundred percent Citra I, uh, I, hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's. Uh, it's got some oats uh, in there as well, and so kind of give it that creaminess. But then we just wanted to focus on some Citra um, to kind of showcase that. Yeah, big when fan I, with the Clydesdales, I'm sure. Nice oat beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, you know, it's funny is we actually sell or not sell, but we give away our, oh. our. We give <laughs> our. You guys do it all. It's a glue. We, we give our our spent grain is picked up by a farmer who grows like uh, or raises um, like uh, bulls that are in uh, professional bull riding Whoa, events. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Up That's there. the technical yeah. way to say it: professional bull professional riding bull events. Bulls. Have yeah. you gotten yelled at before for not saying it? Right? I'm sure if anybody was here that knew anything, they would be like, that guy's an idiot. He has yeah. no idea what he's talking about. But yeah. It's cows. like, is that a janitor? Cow. <laughs> is that a janitor custodian kind of thing? Where it's like, one's very respectful and the other one's trash? I just think it's, I have no idea how to say it. Like, he probably doesn't say he raises bulls. He probably says he, I don't know, cattle or steers. Steers. I think yeah, they hate yeah. that word. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2020. You can't say steer anymore. <laughs> I think that's all they say. They don't say smear the steer in elementary school. <laughs> so, uh, what, I mean, since hazy IPAs are like crazy popular, um, and I know you said you had a West Coast IPA that you were brewing. So, is it predominantly just those two things? Like it's sours and then the hazy stuff that you're mostly putting out? Uh, yeah, and some stouts in there as well. So we've got some um, uh, like adjunct stouts, you know, the uh, what are they called? Pastry stouts. Yeah. You know, we, 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 on that we dabbled huh? a little bit in that. Yeah, we did some of that. So what's the go-to pastry for you? Um, vanilla. Do you, do, you want, do you guys want to try one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, you're the best. You're just like, anytime you want me to open a bottle, just make a sound. <laughs> oh, this is the time for the, he, he asked for a signal. It's crazy. I've been tugging at my ear for the last 10 minutes. And he uh, hasn't caught on. So this is the time where you do a crow, caca, and that means wow, that we have to open something else. Yeah, that's true. We can change it to hootie. Well, that'll be your call. Okay. Steve's got to come up with one on his own. Uh, make a bird sound. Beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. This is uh, Stout Tribe. This is a beer that we did in collaboration with Microphone Brewing out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. So they're amazing pastry stout artists, and uh, we did this collab with, uh, with Mike from those guys uh, last year, but this one was just bottled last month. And uh, it's an imperial stout made with uh, Madagascar vanilla. God, that's it tastes good. delicious, yeah. yeah. Thank but you. I like the fact that you didn't go full pastry on it and add way more adjuncts into it to, take it, to make it more like a pie or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I feel like everybody's adding lactose to everything now just to kind of give it that extra texture and wild works flavor yeah those boys <laughs> add a lot of sugar to a lot of things <laughs> new image too i mean they're kind of they're i think one of the better if they're going to be if pastry stouts are your thing they're definitely doing it better than a lot of people awesome. but yeah. yeah just like it's funny to see all the different adjuncts that are in brew houses now it used to just be like we want to add cherries to this and make it a nice creek it's like no we got a tub of marshmallow <laughs> and we've got some fruity pebbles and this is going to be the best selling beer that we have all year yeah it's i it's really crazy i mean we we uh i made stouts when i was uh, at my old job we were making stouts we were making some West Coast style IPAs. At McDonald's or what? Where yeah, was this McDonald's. Where was this previous yeah. job? <laughs> yeah, the only McDonald's in the world that uh, has a liquor, li- a brewing license. Yeah, yeah that has right. it. Right yeah. here in Glenwood? Yeah. Or? They replaced- That's got to be Detroit, right? Yeah, so South Denver. <laughs> so it's yeah, very Detroit. South Denver. They replaced yeah. all the play places with brew tanks. <laughs> yeah, Littleton. It was, it was Littleton. That's, oh, where, that's where it is. Yeah, I yeah. up there. Yeah. So. And where, sorry, where, so where were you brewing before? Uh, at Coors, at AC Golden. Oh, at yeah. Coors, okay. Yeah. I grew up in Little. that's where we moved to. That's where I lived. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like what area? Which one? Like where in Littleton? I mean, Littleton. Like Broadway Mineral? Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were on the other what side. What address? Of... Like what window yeah. in your room? <laughs> yeah. how, much was, how much was your parents' house? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, I think it's cool that you guys are, like, expanding and doing th- – I mean, you have so many barrels that it seems like it's easy, easy enough to age whatever you want, really. Yeah, we have – like, so these this, – so this was not barrel-aged, but we've got, yeah, plenty of barrels that are going on here. But we only have uh, four – 
seven barrel fermenters. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's nothing. That's uh, uh, when you think about it, it's really nothing. So it's, we're yeah. just we're just it's just fun for us to do. It's a little side project, um, and. Uh, yeah, so we're not like fully going into these, trying to blow the market out. We're, st I mean, we're all of our IPAs are in bottles. So why, what are we like the last? Yeah, you're, brewery you're in, really the last on the horizon. Colorado, the last brewery in Colorado that's got IPA in a bottle. I don't like think anybody else. Does. I think that. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody else is coming around to that at this point. Yeah, we're like bringing bottles back. Yeah. yeah, everybody's just gonna be reverting back to Cork and Cage 750s <laughs> for even a pale ale. <laughs> it's like this is the way it's supposed to be. Everybody's going back to yep. tradition we're now. Going back to it. No, but nobody likes cans. Those are super inconvenient. Yeah, overrated aluminum taste. <laughs> Yuck. The uh, the logo on Stout Tribe looks a lot like uh, the Tribe Called Quest logo. And judging by the names of your tanks, I feel like there's a reason for that. Yeah, didn't you say that all the tanks have hip-hop names? Yeah, all the t I noticed that. I saw that. I, like, walked down. I was like, Rakim, what? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, what's the deal with uh, your affiliation with hip-hop? I'm a big fan of, big fan of hip-hop, so when we came to starting to name tanks, um, that's what we did it off of... Uh, Rap, rappers and producers that I liked um, and uh, so this beer was uh, I mean Mike at microphone he's probably the king of coming up with music inspired names yeah. sure. I believe he used to work in the music industry so uh, so when so this one was a no-brainer um, stout tribe it was kind of the like idea of you know this was our first pastry stout if you will and so we wanted to name it like hey we're joining the club you know, yeah, like, we're in yeah. on the party now. We collabed with, uh, with Microphone. We're, we're, we're there. We're, we're one of the, we're, we're like the, the newest cool kid. You got street cred now. A little bit. Yeah, that a takes a lot. Bit. So is it usually hip hop that's on, that's playing here when you guys are brewing? Usually, yeah. Definitely uh, some other stuff too. But yeah, I mean, we go through, we listen to so much music here. We're kind of like, we need something new. So it's not always sure. hip hop and uh, yeah, there's yeah. some other stuff too. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. what's your, what's your favorite album? Like, what's your favorite hip hop album? Oh, man, I could give my top five. Yeah, go top five. Top five favorite albums, I would say, right now, would be Illmatic. Sure. Not uh, I would say, jeez. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it's just new. I was going to say top five MCs. I would say, let's say, I would say Jay-Z, Nas, um, Black Thought, and then I just really like uh, Most Def and Tyler Pauly. Sure. Of course. Yeah. I've seen Black Star and The Roots, which is like... Crazy that I've seen those. Yeah, uh, pretty rare concerts these I've days. I've seen the Roots like a couple. They they toured so much uh, like eight years ago. They were yeah. at every festival. There was they were just doing tons of live shows. But now they got this Cush gig well, late yeah. night. Yeah, and how they do don't you really even finagle that? Like, how do you just like you're a very successful touring band, then you just wind up with this like amazing? Job. Jimmy Fallon was a huge fan, I believe, and that's yeah. all it took. Where they like if that's what it was. It was like, man, wait, God bless Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Every year he gets a Christmas present, probably from the fruits. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Questlove's hair pick, just probably gold or platinum. Yeah. Here you go. You gotta figure. But they then they to... still work so hard. Like they're always doing other stuff. Like it's, it's. Oh yeah. Oh, God oh, love yeah. those guys. Yeah, it's, it's so just good. strange that they. I mean, they're probably at a point in their career where they've already made enough money that they don't need to go on tour anymore but that's got to be a hard sacrifice to make where you're on tour all the time and then you're like, yeah, we're going to take this house gig that probably yeah. doesn't pay nearly what the other ones do. Or yeah, but it's probably, do. it's yeah, you don't have to travel it's as much. Easy, yeah. family. I don't think they like travel. Plus, with such but. a huge band, it's probably hard to get everybody to travel, like coordinate that. Because they're, what, a nine-piece band, technically? We couldn't even get a three-piece band together in high school unless there yeah. was weed involved. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we just picked up a bag. <laughs> and like, I'll be right over. Yeah, so this is Bash 200. This was the uh, 200... Um, batch. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> My, you're, cre you're real whiz with these beer names. <laughs> Look at that pour. So wow. one thing I actually wanted to ask is where, so how do you, what's important to you when it comes to a collab? I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. So who do you, how do you pick the people you want to do a collab with? And then what is it you're actually trying to achieve when you do one? Because one of my biggest disappointments with collabs sometimes is that, I feel you don't really taste either brewery in it, and because it's not something they normally have on their brew schedule, it's just, it's not as good. Because they're like, we're just gonna do this because it's a marketing thing. It's gonna be a decent beer from both breweries, but I don't feel like I get an influence from either one. It's like, sure. what are you trying to achieve? I think it could be a little bit of all of those. I think, I, I, I bet you could make the argument that we've done a, both both ranges of that beers that it really does showcase both breweries. Um, we do a lot of collaborations with Side Project out of St. Louis, where we use each other's yeast cultures yeah. in our beers. And I think you can definitely taste 
um, Corey's influence in, in the blend and then ours as well. So that's, I would say, is one end of it. It's very kind of you. We just met today and you feel like I influenced the beers <laughs> that you've made already. That's really nice. I like and, that. Uh, and then, um, you know, there are ones where, like this one, Stout Tribe, we didn't really know that much about making um, these types of uh, pastry stouts. Yeah. And so we learned so much from him in that sense. And he yeah. was really gracious to, to do that with us that we got to learn a lot from him. Sure. And it's just fun to hang out with people. I love doing collabs because you can um, sometimes just pick up like, you know, here's a way you can, you can hang your uh, fittings and your tri-clamps and stuff, just like different things that uh, you wouldn't think of, by, but by going and visiting and seeing the in-depth behind the scenes at that brewery, you just pick up a little thing here and there. Sure. Here's a really good squeegee. I mean, we as brewers squeegee a lot. Well, I used to squeegee a lot, not so much anymore, but the uh, other people have a really nice squeegee that I might have picked up from somebody else. So. Yeah. yeah. This is the most excited I've seen somebody with a squeegee since the guy tried to wash my windshield off of Federal. In there the you church. go. <laughs> yeah. It's cathartic for me. Like, I'll still, even if I know that my, my team's going to be able to handle it, I'm like, I want to get I want to get in on that squeegee action and it, here's how you use cathartic. a squeegee it's like you're this. like you're like oh it's it was here and now it's gone the collabs are it's just a fun way to also just see people that sure. you really enjoy spending time with I mean yeah I'm sure you're learning a lot too but as a part of it like you're not going to do a collab with somebody somebody that's like a dick right Unless absolutely it's, it's got to be a huge marketing boost in order for you to just deal with some asshole yeah we've yeah and we've I, I would like to think that we've never done it for for the marketing we've done it with people that um, I might not know like right away but some of my team knows. And so uh, we get to learn and meet people like that. And so yeah. we've always done it with people we respect and we want to hang out with. And, uh, and that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, that's good. If you were going to yeah. collab with any, actually, first, before I say anything else, do you say collab or do you say collab? I would say collab. Okay. It's very popular for people to say collab. And this is the first time I've ever heard of the right way. You've never it. heard of the right uh, way. Yeah. I think it's a Colorado thing. I think there's, because there's a lot of places that like, in a weird way, like abbreviate. I worked at a store I that was it. called Colab, like Colorado Laboratories. Yeah, was what it was short for. But that's it's also like, the name of the planet that Mormons go to heaven to. So that's why I got like really confused. Mm -hmm. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I think it's Colab specifically. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows. <laughs> this why nobody I'm gets. An idiot. This is also why nobody gets my comedy because I just do Mormon jokes. <laughs> And they're not at breweries. No, they're not at all. Uh, unless unless they're sneaking out of the house and they just need to chug an eight percenter really quick. There you go. Yeah. So, so what did you what did you open for the for the two hundred? Like what is it? I assume it's a hazy, but like what's different about this than the one that we just had? Uh, it's got different hops, and uh, so this is yeah. an IPA. Edgy, so edgy, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Different hops uh, with this one's got Galaxy, Citra, and Simcoe. So. We always, uh, like these IPAs that we make, I really let Eric, our production manager, kind of handle the recipes um, and figure out what, uh, how to tweak it how he wants. And I kind of just help from the sidelines, if you will. So we probably changed up the, the malt on this one a little bit um, and then uh, trying different hops. We've got a lot of friends in the industry yeah. that uh, are much bigger than us and they get to do hop selection. Have you, are you guys familiar with hop selection? Yep. Yeah. So they get to it's go out there. Time. Yeah, Give exactly. Them a yeah. Down, get a sniff in. yeah, so they get to go out, they do all that, they get to pick what they want because they're buying in so much. We're way too small, <clears throat> we couldn't do that. And so, we, but by having these friends, these connections we made, uh, kind of kind of gangster, kind of mafia, like you were talking Very about. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you break me off a corner of this hot bale? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we get some of theirs as well. So, we, uh, it's fun to play around and just try something different. So, it's a 200th batch, we needed a new brand. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now, since you guys are based in Glenwood Springs, do you guys have actually? I should preface it this way. I said, do you have a? So do you use a cool ship here? We do have a cool ship. Okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So how did you acquire that, and why did you want to go open fermentation as? Oh, not open fermentation, but inoculation as opposed to um, doing it some other way. Like why the spontaneous fermentation? So we. That's only a fraction of uh, the production that we do here. So all every beer. Um, next one we'll open up a. We'll actually open up a, one of our mainstays. Uh, one of our farmhouse sour beers, but uh, um, the majority of the beer we make is with uh, our house culture. So it's a pitched yeast culture. It's not spontaneous and not everything. We're really just playing around with the spontaneous stuff. Um, so we haven't released a single drop of that beer yet, and we might never. You know, I don't know yeah. if it's going to taste like we would want yeah. it to, but um, we wanted to try it. I got it. We were inspired on a trip to. Uh, to, to Belgium. It's usually how it works. Yeah, but I mean, I've been to Belgium before, and it wasn't like, I'm going to come back and make a cool shit, because I just didn't think it could be done. Sure. But we tried, I tried some uh, amazing spontaneous beer from the Vale, 
in uh, mm -hmm. Richmond, Virginia, I believe. And I was like, okay, maybe we should we should try this because yeah. like I've always known Allagash makes amazing spontaneous. Yeah, beers. they're one of the best in the country, the world, really. But uh, I had never really tried it out this uh, really good any outside of that. And so I was like, let's try it. And if we can make it as good as they are or Allagash is, we'll release it. But if not, it'll never see. We'll just Their cool it. ship is amazing because I mean it's in this rustic little cabin that they have on the back of the brewery. It's so Maine. It's yeah. just very quintessential Maine, and I just find that so, I, I love it so Just much. lobsters everywhere? Yeah, they put Probably lobsters not. right in the cool ship. Beer made um, out of clam. serve them for they, dinner later. They put them in sourdough bowls? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually what I was leading up to. Since this is kind of one of the hot springs capitals of the state, have you guys entertained the idea of turning the cool ship into a, into a hot spring? Just a little hot tub action? Uh, Get yeah, some extra I mean, funk? We haven't, we haven't got to that level of, uh, of marketing yet. It sounds like something some... Uh, I feel like you could capitalize. I think you're missing out on an opportunity. People know this place. You're like, yeah, we've got an yeah, extra. Look. Just Airbnb it out. Just like, yeah, we got an extra hot tub. Never Let me come soak in the tub for a little bit. Have some, have some little Steve around everywhere. Our friend Christy Bukley, former podcast guest, came up to Glenwood because she's bored to death, <laughs> and she's getting drunk. So. That's yeah, everything shut down, eh? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, not much to do. So then we just book podcasts in random places and hope yeah, have fun with go. those people. Yeah. Have, have crazy adventures in the snow. Uh, it's nice, though. It's a real nice. It was a nice drive, minus the closure. Actually, actually Steve, I, I don't want to deviate too far away from the music conversation. Do you remember, what was your first hip-hop album? Oh, boy. Uh... So mine was Beastie Boys' License to Ill was the first first one that i ever had yeah i mean i guess i like i don't know i i honestly can't think because i it was just a lot of mixes because i got real into like uh summer mix 2005 <laughs> yeah summer mix 2005 it was just me and my cd burner just sitting in our basement putting tunes together that everybody would love it was some weird stuff like i got really into like common market when they were like a thing that was a long time ago they were like underground stuff Common Market, that sounds like a Christian hip-hop band. No, no, no. 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 I mean... It's definitely Christian because I said it was a hip-hop band. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I mean, have you ever listened... My favorite album, uh, hip-hop album hey is... Hey there, Satan. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I still... <laughs> what you gonna do when we come for you? Oh, that's a, that's catchy. You should try to... You should pray, go forward with that. Yeah, that's a brand new beat that nobody's ever done before. That's a cadence that's pretty prolific. Praise and him. What? <laughs> praise him. Yeah. Praise him. What? Uh, there's yeah. some weird... Uh, what's the... the uh, I feel like, ooh, ah, you know that song? Ooh, ah, ooh, I actually ah. saw that on uh, an Instagram. I heard that song today on Instagram. Really? I swear to God. That's, that's, yeah. the, like a, that's a Christian song. That yeah. guy's like a Christian rapper. Really? Yeah. Too short, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowjob Betty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's too short, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember being in fifth grade, and I was the only kid walking around with, like, a Beastie Boys t-shirt. That was too, They didn't sell kid sizes, obviously, so I got a Beastie Boys tee for my birthday that went all the way down to my knees, and I just thought I was the coolest guy in the entire school. I had that same shirt, but it was uh, either Offspring or a Green Day shirt. That oh, was see, just yeah, that's way like, oversized. At that yeah. time, I was, like, into, like, Green Day, and I was really into, like, no doubt and shit but my favorite album, album we talked about this on the 10 barrel episode my favorite hip-hop album of all time is black rock if you've ever heard that one i don't know the black keys did a hip-hop album 15 years ago and it is incredible and they have like like uh rizzo plays guitar on it okay. uh most def is on it okay it's fantastic um still to this day black like, rock you said black rock b-l-a-k-r-o-c you know try listening just, to you later checking it out yeah. I got a I got a really good uh, gardening podcast on the way home. I was going to listen to, but maybe I'll listen to that. Yeah, Fuck, you might maybe have to we should. It up. Yeah, maybe we should be doing a garden. Yeah, dude, we've been doing this wrong the whole time. We could do okay. My first hip hop a album. gardening and hip hop a gardening and hip hop Hose. podcast called Turn Up the Beat. Boom. Boom. Turn up the beat. <laughs> Turn up the beat. Here, but here's the thing. You, should, you know what? You should spell beat. B e e t. E -T. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Nailed the joke. This yeah. is next level. <laughs> No, my first hip hop I love album. You guys so excited. You like put your hand up, like pick me. This isn't a town hall meeting, dude. This is your podcast. Just say it. Puff, Puff Daddy, no way. Puff Daddy and the fam. I remember that album. No so way good. Out. I bought it in Canada. Nobody take like, visiting, my pride. And it was I probably bought it for like thirty dollars Canadian, and uh, I, I I was able to buy it without so having like a to. American. <laughs> it was still that was still probably twenty bucks American. And, the loony uh, was strong, okay. But I, I my parents didn't. Uh, 
require approval. I just bought it and I got to listen to it. It was pretty awesome. Speaking of hip hop, this podcast is also brought to you by New Image Brewing Company. And I say hip hop because they used to make this awesome beer called Two Hop Shakur, which is a West Coast IPA. And if you've listened to the show enough times, you know that I'm more the West Coast guy. Steve is the East Coast guy. But I will say for East Coast IPAs, hazy IPAs, New Image is doing it just about as well as anybody, if not better. I'm actually drinking one of their East Coast Transplants right now, which is a flagship beer of theirs. And it's it's juicy, hazy, tons of orange flavor, no hot burn. It's not cloying. <clears throat> it's pretty fucking delicious. Uh, you can order that right from the brewery, and you can also have that shipped to you through their new service, Bev. If you go to New Image's website, you can click on the Ship It button, and you can have a bunch of their beers, including East Coast Transplant, shipped to you, uh, even if they don't currently distribute in your state. So check that out. See if your state's on the list to start getting some of these amazing beers. In addition to that, they just released a ton of new stuff, including this really cool series uh, that they do with this thing called the Dumb Friends League, which is a benefit for shelter dogs, and it helps fund them, take care of animals, helps find these dogs' homes. Uh, So it's a series they're going to be rolling out throughout the year, but the one they just released. It's called Home for Pitmas. It's a double IPA, of course, nine and a half percent, comes in four packs, and there's this adorable derpy looking pit bull on the front of it. Uh, So the beer goes to a great cause. If it's from New Image, you know it's dynamite. So order some from them online or go to the brewery, pick some up yourself, and enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so sick. <laughs> yeah, my parents were wary about anything with like a, a language thing on it, like a language warning, which is probably why I fucking swear so goddamn much now. Yeah. Like I, it's just words, you know what I mean? It's like I couldn't hear the word shit when I was thirteen. Come on. Yeah. Now I say it all the time. It's the same reason why you're so violent now is all the video games you played when you were a kid. Yeah, dude. He's an angry man. Yeah, I killed seven cops in the drive up there actually. <laughs> I only got to two stars, but we're doing all right. In middle school, I asked my mom to buy Jay-Z, uh, what is it, My Life and Times Volume, volume 2, I think. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'll buy that for you, but I'm going to listen to it. And I was like, okay. And uh, she listened to it, and if you know that album, there's some raunchy things in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some dirty but, stuff. But she made me, she let me listen to it. I, I like that album a lot. I guess Snoop Dogg is upset about WAP. He's like, this song is too dirty. And it's like, dude, Snoop, come, have you He's old now. anything you He's fucking His first album was called, I mean, we all know, Doggy Style. It's yeah. like, come yeah, on, yeah. Snoop. I would say maybe I would say probably my first hip hop album that I like really got into was the uh, the original Chronic. Ooh, what if they Dr. did? Dre, the what if one. they did a Jehovah's Witness cover of the Snoop Dogg album? They just called it Missionary. All right, that one landed flat. But you know what? That's how jokes work. Right. I was you threw me off when you said Jehovah's Witness. I thought we were sticking to the Mormon theme there. I wanted to mix it up a little bit, but I probably yeah. should have just stuck with the Mormon thing. Kind of stick to one religion, maybe. <laughs> I didn't know that they were that different. Whoa. Okay. I'm learning a lot today. People ask me all the time. They're like, "So you don't celebrate birthdays?" I'm like, "Fuck no. That's not us. That's not. That's not the one that. Whatever. People just don't know." And I, yeah, it's okay. I don't, I don't really want to know either. I don't ever either one. on that train in a minute. If they so. show up at my house, I'm not letting it in, especially COVID times, you know? Well, they don't yeah, come yeah. to your house anymore. They send you letters. A nice handwritten <laughs> letter. That's a very Canadian thing to do. I mean, it's just a nice person it's thing to do. It's just a nice person. <laughs> I remember, so after Beastie Boys, I got the edited version. The, the edited uh, DMX out, like one of DMX's albums. I forget which one. It was like it was the one where I've got blood on my deck because I fucked a corpse. And the edited version of a DMX album is almost just as enjoyable because of how comical it is. <laughs> yeah, There's so yeah, many yeah. dog. Every noises. other there is so every many other marks. word would be bleeped out. Right? Yeah, it basically just sounds like a kennel. Like the entire <laughs> the entire album is basically just like, is that a Boston Terrier? Like what? <laughs> this ran out of dog noises for all of the all the swear words that were beeping out. Um, I want to hear a joke, but oh yeah, because we normally do the chug and then the joke. But Troy's backing out today, which is totally fine. We understand. He's got to be a responsible father. Yeah. So that means he's gonna tell us a good dad joke. I'll chug the beer if you want. Yeah, chug the sour. Chug yeah, the do you sour? Want pro- yeah, do you want a proxy? Can Steve be your yeah, proxy? Yeah, he can be mine. You can proxy. Chug the. Uh, it's like four ounces. Of, uh, of Peach Funky Blender. So this is one of our sour beers, and it'll be probably especially sour after drinking all these hazy IPAs. But it's made with uh, local organic peaches uh, from Palisade. It's 100% Colorado ingredient beer, um, and that's definitely the one you, I would like you to chug for me. Yeah. Perfect, What's because Steve does not like sour beers. What's the so baby? I like some. I like some. Uh, let me give a, get a whip. 
You know, notice how he oh, got very God. defensive about that? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I do. I like them. I like sour stuff. It's going to be uh, pretty acidic, I think. It, uh, <laughs> what's the ABV on this? How like old? six. Fuck. Yeah, Steve, give us a little beer review. How about we do that instead? So give us give us a sniff. Tell us what you sniff. I smell, Tell us uh, what you smell. I smell heartburn. That's <laughs> what I smell. Uh, <laughs> I smell having a hard time sleeping and maybe throwing up on the ride home. Are there Tums in this beer? <laughs> that could be the next pastry stout. That you should it's not as sour to. as some some breweries have made well, sour. Hold on. We it's got not a, as sour. I'll get the timer going for you. This is the first time I actually have had to time anybody. So. Um, yeah, so Steve, do us a favor. We're doing a little switch up on the show. Uh, after you're done chugging the beer, tell us what you think. Give us a couple tasting notes, maybe a food pairing if you could. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pair it with peaches. And feel free, to, <laughs> feel free to roast him while this is happening because I'm going to be distracted with the timer. This right is, you think I'm going to be that quick chugging this? I think you're going to take a minute, dude. A minute? Yeah, I know you're not a very good chugger to begin with, let alone having a sour beer. All right. This is the Let's see what Troy's roasting capability is. I got, yeah, I got one. I came mistake. up with one. That's it. I don't, I, I don't think I think this is it. <laughs> All right. To, to the end of the world. Yeah. The peaches were the same color as your hat. Whoa! Yeah. Not bad for four ounces of beer. And good burn. Nailed it. <laughs> roasting. Boom. Boom. Got his ass. That is honestly... <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry for that joke. I know that was oh a little. Oh my god! Don't no back out now. Oh. That's not how a roast works. Let's be honest. I was really just uh, thinking about how I'm glad I'm still alive because I drank that. And I <laughs> did not hear it. P- P- tasting notes, right? Is that what we said? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a few. Honestly, that is like the. Uh, it's really not very sour at all. Um, it's like a. No, no, in the middle. No, well, it's fine. like that's a, that's no, it's like, like yeah. it's extremely smooth. Honestly, like that was an extremely chuggable beer. It's not like take the pain off your car. Exactly. Kind of acidic, right? Yep. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, it was delicious. I'm going to drink that? some more. Um, honestly, maybe like a, like a linguine. <laughs> like a nice linguine. What color like sauce? What color sauce? White sauce. White, white sauce. sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, he's not yeah. an idiot. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got white sauce what you, with what? a peach sour beer. Everybody knows that, Troy. <laughs> That's a good one. Is it leftover linguine or is it fresh? It's got to be fresh. It's I'm not fresh. A Who has leftover linguine? It's yeah, so dude. good you eat it all. Yeah. Italian food is kind of my crux. It's my weakness in terms of like, I know it tastes delicious, but if I eat it at all, I feel absolutely terrible sure. about myself and my life decisions, mental health, mm. financial state. That's what you get for making everything. fun of Italians all those years. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that accent. Yeah. Do you have a food that like just ruins you, but you love it? Uh, t- Taco uh, Bell? Wendy's? I mean... Wings. It's Chipotle. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Chipotle. There's no Chipotle. The closest Chipotle up here is in uh, Summit County, I think. But, Silverthorne. Uh, Silverthorne, yeah. Yeah, and yeah you so, really got to be fiending for it. Yeah. I mean, we. I used to, I mean, I think we moved into a, I moved into an apartment in 2008 based on the location <laughs> the of uh, Chipotle. The proximity to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. I, it was walking distance. <laughs> I think I ate like three times a week at Chipotle for sure. It's just too easy. I used to like it. It's too easy. But as I age, it definitely like fucks me up more on the insides. It's just Uh, way too much. Like now it's all like street tacos. Like there's so many great taquerias around here. It's like street tacos. Just get three street tacos. You're you're still a little hungry afterwards, but you don't really need, you don't need all the rice and beans. Yeah. Street tacos, cilantro, onion, a a great salsa. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Pretty Mm. dynamite. Pretty dynamite indeed. All right. Steve, do you want your time first or do you want the joke first? I can see my time. I know you can see the time, but that's not how a podcast works. We have to say it into the microphone. These these stupid (laughs) listeners can't. Is this your first first podcast? (laughs) Well, as far as I. Troy, you're on the show from now on. (laughs) Troy, I'm brewing beer from now on, huh? (laughs) Try this linguine sour. (laughs) Don't joke about that. Weldworks might do that. Oh, my God. Have they already done that? There's nothing they won't do yet. Spaghetti sour. <laughs> no, I think they really legit. I've seen ramen yeah. beers. I know ramen beers are a thing. Yeah, you just pour Everybody the chicken that. powder into it and just see how it turns out. Mm. You know what I think would be that? Put that on popcorn. I just had, uh, this doesn't matter. This the is chicken not, powder? Yeah, on popcorn. Probably, it's like salty. It's probably fucking great. I'm not even high for this episode. This is this is the rarity of me, like. Totally. So now you just yeah, your mind just wandering. Oh god! I used to put like you put the mac and cheese powder on popcorn. You know what's really good is uh, like like Cajun spice on popcorn. Ooh. Like Old Bay or what are you talking? Like uh, slap your mama. 
I don't, you guys know more about Cajun spice than I do. Tell us the specific spice. <laughs> the one I bought at Whole Foods. Um, I, no, like what, uh, I, I can't think of it. It's okay. Yeah, but a, any Cajun spice with that has salt in it. Pour a bunch really of good. cumin on popcorn. <laughs> oh, you, oh, all of a sudden I got a bunch of Cajun spice experts in here. Okay, hey, sorry hey, about hey. that. You didn't know who you were fucking with. Sounds like we're making a jambalaya beer here soon. <laughs> All right, Steve came in at 5.11 seconds. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not pretty bad. Good I mean, it's for, not going to go on four the leaderboard <laughs> because it was four ounces, yeah, but yeah. that's a pretty good proxy for, for filling in I'm for somebody. I'm proud of myself. I, yeah. did, I accomplished something today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should all be happy with what happened here today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not wait till you, no, you won't be once you hear my joke. No, let's. Uh, no, 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 we're ready. Uh, no, we're ready. Yep, let's hear it. Don't um, tell us about how bad it is up front. We'll, be, we'll decide. Okay, what did one olive say to the other olive? Olive, you. Fucking ruin the joke. <laughs> I can't even say my own joke. Way to step on his punchline. <laughs> That's what you get for asking questions. You should never ask questions in comedy. That's a rule of comedy. You don't ask questions. Is that if, true? If you it, don't want answers. It is. Yeah. It, well, a lot of people don't follow it, but if you like, that's. If you ask the audience a question, you're opening them up to answer. You know what Got I mean? Got it. Because like everybody's rude, apparently. I would never respond because I don't want to be put but it's in the actually, spot. But it's like. not even rude. It's just you well, asked the question. Yeah. This, right. was yeah, this was rude. This was very rude, Steve. <laughs> you asked a question in, in private conversation. <laughs> I feel like it would have been rude for me to not answer. Uh, no, I think I think you're pretty on the mark. Steve's a piece of shit. And my four year old knows. Like, <laughs> when I say a what, like a knock knock, like a what, like ask him a question, he's like, what? So even he knows. Shit. Yeah, yeah, man, way to heckle our guest. <laughs> Get off the stage. The point is, comedy is hard. That's the point. Just <laughs> at, least some, we, at least it took the heat off of me for uh, with that amazing. At some joke. point during the show, if you're just saying something real nerdy, I'm just gonna go boom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see the check for all these beers. Oh no. <laughs> And that's Spelled with a Z, it. right? Spelled with a Z? That's going to do it for this episode. Of <laughs> <laughs> and we will podcast. see you soon, Denver. <laughs> oh, man, this would be the first time I dined in Dash since Cape Cod. <laughs> that was good times. Worst place to dine in Dash, by the way, because it's a very tiny island, and we were stuck there for another three hours. <laughs> There's only three streets on the whole place. This was when I was, like, maybe 13 or 14, and we, were, we just thought it would be fun and spontaneous to do and we run out and then we realize fuck we're here for like another three hours there's only three streets on this entire island we just had to avoid gonna one find of them. you yeah you're gonna, be like, you're gonna pay for that bisque motherfucker i'm gonna go back to cape cod now and i'm gonna have like a wanted poster what did your parents uh decide to do after you guys all dined and dashed oh they didn't I, yeah it's <laughs> my parents who there is their idea <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we need to save this for tithing money. So <laughs> <laughs> Christmas isn't going to come if we don't get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> have another bite of that grilled cheese. You got to bounce. <laughs> stick, the, stick some napkins in your pocket for later. <laughs> Quick, grab a salt shaker. That's totally something like my grandparents would do is like take napkins from every restaurant so they wouldn't have to pay for them. Fucking Dutch people. Smart. You know? Smart. I think it's a classic. Yeah. They don't need the napkins. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. dined and dashed? Never done and dashed. Never no, done it? No. I also never oh, so have either. <laughs> I got some free donuts. I went to Krispy Kreme the other day, and they gave us free donuts. Wow. Yeah. That's I felt nice. I felt like a badass not paying. So that's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> like you handed the box back, and you're like, all right, can you pretend like you weren't going to give this to me? And then I'm going <laughs> to snatch it out of your hands and run out of the building. <laughs> I think uh, the guy felt bad because we only had a few donuts. Usually they sell them by like the dozens. Uh, question: um, Is the sour? Am I drinking the same thing that you guys yeah. are drinking? Because the cloudiness on like your guys' glasses. Oh, is that's the hazy IPA. You already drank oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I already chugged it. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, you're drinking the peach funky blender. Mm-hmm. It really was good. I'm gonna go ahead and you want to pour me some more so I can have. I really like that beer. No. <laughs> now. You're, you come from a long line of logger people, if I will. So what inspired you to want, why don't you do that more? Um, so yeah, my dad, uh, who's been in the industry my whole life, um, he was, uh, his specialty was basically making um, like mass produced loggers, like Bud or Coors right. um, or Miller, uh, taste the same at, from all the different locations it was brewed throughout the country. Okay. Sure. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was his thing. He was never really a brewer per se, but he was a, a brewing scientist. So he like told the brewers what to do 
um, to make the beers taste consistent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the name of the game, right? In American light lager. And so when I went to Coors, I uh, started um, brewing. I, I fell in love with creating recipes. And we did a lot of lagers, uh, like authentic German style lagers. Uh, and so we won a lot of awards at the Great American Beer Festival and the World Beer Cups, I think, um, with uh, some of our lager recipes. And um, but I just kind of got tired of brewing by the numbers, always trying to make the same thing yeah. consistently. Like it's, I, I mean, those don't get me wrong; those are the beers I like to drink at home now too. But um, but I, at the time, it just wasn't really doing it for me. And I fell in love with making sour beers because there's so much magic in it. it you can uh, put the same uh, liquid into a barrel and have something completely different, and both barrels come out. Sure. And so there's yeah. really magic there. It always keeps you excited. Uh, we work a lot with local farmers. Last year in 2019, in the summer of 2019, we went through 50,000 pounds of Colorado fruit. And uh, um, so it's always fun to talk with the farmers. We, every year, our ingredients are a little bit different, and we have to learn how to make um, really good beer with that. We're always experimenting with our yeast uh, cocktail, if you will, to try to make the best thing we possibly can. Man, you really rebelled. You were like, fuck this consistency. I, I need something that's... 180 yeah. from what my dad was, spent his whole life doing. Um, that you couldn't go any further away unless you probably did spontaneous. But we're pretty much at the end of that spectrum. How much advice does he pass down to you, right? Like, if you're in the industry, right, I feel like uh, like if my dad was a comedian, which he's very much not, but if he was, he probably would have some Neither great is fucking son, advice. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, like, some of the famous comedians in the world, do you th I bet you their kids are like, my dad's not funny. Do, oh, do you think they are? I think any kid would be like, my dad's not funny. They're probably just sick of it. Paulie yeah. yeah. Paul Short in A1. <laughs> yeah, they're just sick of people who are running jokes by them like literally all the time. <laughs> it's like, you're not funny. Like, oh my God, you're embarrassing me right now. No, he's giving me a lot of advice, like especially when I first was learning about brewing. Like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he never told me to. Yeah, like, yeah. I, one day I came to my dad and was like, dad, I think I could use my science degree I'm getting right now in college you know, to be a brewer. And he was like, yeah, you definitely could, and let me show you. But, like, he never pushed it on me. My mom's a uh, Baptist, and so she'll, she'll drink beer. She'll drink, like, half of a, a Coors Light. Maybe, you know, getting crazy, she might finish that Coors Light that night. Yeah. Um, you know how it is. Southern yeah. Baptist? Yeah. <laughs> Southern <laughs> Baptist or just regular no, Baptist? No, regular Baptist. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just imagined the family uh, showing up to a gay wedding, having a good No, time. no, we're, good. we're different than that. <laughs> we're so. So let's just, we got to stop these religious uh, <laughs> themes. I don't want to talk about that. Let me politics. Let's get into politics. But yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not talk religion. Come on. Um, but uh, so like it was never pushed on me, and that wasn't because my mom didn't want me to do it or anything. It was just like then my parents were just figured out yourself that that's what you want to do. But once I did learn, that's what I wanted to do. My dad was really helpful. I learned so much from him. You know, less so when I started doing this, the, doing this aspect of it because it's so different. But we've had many problems with fermentations. We've had problems with bottle conditioning where the um, yeast won't uh, ferment uh, in the bottle to make the carbonation. We do 100% bottle conditioning of our sour beers. And so I've talked to my dad a lot about that, how to, get, how to make the yeast happy, right? My dad is famous for um, writing about why yeast does what it does. That's real Bob Ross of him. Like, yeah, how do we exactly. make happy yeast? <laughs> totally, 100%. Happy yeah. And uh, he's, written, he's written books on it. And so we were, you know, troubleshooting through that. And so, you know, my dad's not going to help me make the best type of acid, what type of organisms I should use to make a really flavorful acid. Oh, you guys make LSD here? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I well, knew well, I liked that's you That's for already. after the, after the podcast. a lot of books. A lot of books. <laughs> And, uh, but like learning on how to how make that yeast happy to get that carbonation for sure and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Actually, I had a question uh, from Brandon from New Image that he wanted to ask you. And he, he basically wanted to know, do you feel like you guys are a legacy fam like a legacy brewery family? Because he worked in the beer biz, had a big influence on that, and then you're doing your thing here. Like, are you... Do you want this to kind of continue on? As like He's got to go pick beer? up his son from school to teach him how to make beer. <laughs> yeah. Do you consider yourself like a, like a legacy brewing family in Colorado? Or in New oh, I think that would be incredibly arrogant if I said yes to that. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you go know, ahead, be arrogant. we are what we are. You know, my dad was in it. It's not like I'm the second generation of Casey Brewing. It's... Uh, I'm the second brewer, uh, brewing scientist in our family. Mm -hmm. um, and I go back and forth if, if, if this is something that, uh, you know, I would want my kids to, to be involved with. It's, uh, you know, you, you guys are hustlers too. And just like... Um, Goddamn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> just like, 
just like being a small business owner, it's very stressful. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's different. And um, so I don't know. I go back and forth. We'll see. But I'm definitely going to get my kid in here processing fruit um, as soon as we possibly can. And try, if, he, if he wants to do it, it's going to be because he really wants to and not because I forced him to because I'll have been forced him his yeah. entire whenever he can legally work in yeah. here. So. It's a better chores list for sure. How disappointed are you going to be if your kid wants to be a comedian when he grows up? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things like every night we, my, my wife says prayers to our sons and one of the things she says is that you'll be funnier than dad. And she okay. prays that <laughs> the kids will be funnier Sometimes than dad. Sometimes you get so, what you yeah. ask for. Yeah. I thought you yeah. set a pretty high bar. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to take that peach hat because you were a little embarrassed. Throw it into a fermenter. See what happens. Well, actually, speaking of uh, peeling fruit, <laughs> processing it, all that jazz, uh, now that you're moving into the pastry stout realm, what is something that you really want to brew with that you haven't yet? So we don't have um, a pasteurizing unit. So as you guys obviously know, when you make these pastry stouts, there's a lot of sugar left. There's a lot of opportunities for uh, something to go wrong if you infect the beer after fermentation. And so we don't have that, and we probably never will. It's, we're just too small to probably justify that. So there's a lot of different ingredients that um, we might not be able to use. What we are experimenting a little bit more with this year is uh, non-local fruits, not for the pastry stouts, but for the sours. Sure. So we, uh, uh, when we first started, we were only using Colorado fruit. And um, we've kind of delved away from that for, for various issues. Like, it's really hard to find local raspberries in I Colorado. Mean, same reason why you, I, yeah. you don't necessarily, you wouldn't just use Colorado hops just for the sake of doing it, right? Like, at the end of the day, you still want it to be a quality sure. product. And sometimes you just need to get ingredients from other places. Yeah, they just, and they just not, those really, I mean, the hops that are going to Colorado are great. And we use a lot of them. But the uh, some of those different citrusy flavors you can't find in uh, in, in state, and that's just the yeah. reality. I hear Durango has great pineapples, really good pineapples. Is that a down big there. pineapple district? Big, yeah, the it's, state? it's the capital of pineapple capital of. Must be Dave from Ska. Of Southwest yes. Colorado. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greeley also pretty good pineapples. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is I mean, you mentioned raspberry specifically. Is that kind of leaning into the beer that you just poured for us? Yeah. So this is uh, two of uh, the three and this are from outside out of the state. So this has raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries. So, KC Family Preserves is the name of the beer. Yeah, so this is a, uh, a Saison um, is our base beer for this. And then this is about four pounds per gallon of those three fruits total. And so it's got uh, the raspberries and the blueberries come from the Pacific Northwest. And then the blackberries come from uh, Paonia, uh, or Hotchkiss, Colorado. So like uh, Paonia and Hotchkiss right next to each other, about sure. an hour and a half away from here. Um, we buy every single pound that that grower makes, uh, which is, can be like four or 5,000 pounds a year. So um, that's a fun partnership to get the local fruit, and that's very fresh and super flavorful. It's delicious, yeah, it's and so cool. is the peach one, too. And one of the things that I'm noticing is that, yeah, it doesn't have that stripping paint acidity to it. Yeah. Uh, and that's beautiful to me because you want everything to show up together as opposed to um, the acidity or the yeast strain just kind of hijacking the beer. And that's one of my biggest problems with breweries that make saisons and that's not really their deal is that and brett and a few other strains they're so hard to corral and just have it be an influence instead of it being the whole beer for sure so i mean how do you try how do you try to make that happen like in terms of making all of the flavors kind of show up together and nothing overpowering the other yeah i think we that starts on the in the brew house so we try to design a recipe that um it was going to have a little bit of hop bitterness to it that will um, control the uh, acid producing um, yeasts and bacteria that we use. Mm -hmm. And so we start with um, a base beer that's not super acidic. Yeah. Um, and then by adding, like with the, the, our preserve level beers, we've got several different preserve level beers. Those are always around four, maybe even five pounds per gallon of fruit, okay. which is tons. Um, and so in these beers, we're really trying to let the fruit shine. Mm -hmm. But like with that funky blender peach, that's around two pounds per gallon of the fruit. We're looking for balance between the fruit and the base beer that we're making. Yeah, sure. So is uh, the stuff you do here, would it be would a decent amount of it be method traditional or is it still just like mostly that Saison kind of, is it, is it mostly like a Saison base? Is that a lot of the 100%, stuff you're doing? 100%, yeah. Okay. Of these sour beers that we do, if you know, I'm, I don't like to, like I would call them farmhouse or farmhouse style. Sure, okay. Um, uh, but they're all tart, right? And uh, so we don't do, we've never brewed a method traditional beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. It's just one of the, what do you think certain breweries, you don't have to call anybody out, but like, uh, what's one of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to people making sours or making saisons that you just don't think they do very well? 
I would just say releasing it in the first place. Um, <laughs> just, like, just dump that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can I get a little more? He's got a uh, list of breweries. The, a little bit more of the yeah, preserves. Um, Thank you. I, you know, it's like we, when we first started, I think I bought. The color on this thing is crazy, too. Yeah. It's beautiful. We, uh, we bought, I bought 60 oak barrels when we first started. And um, the first beers that we aged, uh, we had 20 to, to taste from a couple months into, after we brewed them. And so we were blending with what we had. And as we grew, it was legit. The only reason we grew was so we had more options to choose from so that if something did go bad, we could just dump it. Yeah. And so, and then we got more, uh, you know, we started packaging more so that we would only sell the beers when they were totally ready to go mm-hmm. after bottle conditioning. And so it just grew naturally from wanting to put out the best product possible. So if you're a brewery that maybe has six barrels in, in, their, in their cold room and your owner's like, okay, let's sell them, you don't, you don't really have much to choose from and you have to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think that would be my biggest pet peeve is there's something like that shouldn't have been released and and that's not a luxury that everybody has but they should because it's just not going to help your brand in the future how often do you guys dump beer a lot often yeah, yeah. it's interesting because i do see like some like i saw uh, wiley roots dumping a beer a couple a couple weeks ago and everybody was like what are you doing and it's like if it's not good like why i don't want to drink a shitty beer because sure. people like, are shills man yeah. because they're just going to drink stuff like, to, depending to be on fair, it was in the group that Corey and i openly hate on facebook Colorado, let's talk beer yeah that, group sucks. that place is trash yeah but <laughs> i think if, if a brewery has enough credit they'll they can still get away with releasing something and people are just going to buy it because of the street cred and i don't i mean from a moral standpoint obviously it sucks but i don't know what you can really do about that if people are just going to be plebs you know you could have buy answered that. whatever the hell <laughs> Yeah, put them on speakerphone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got time. Yeah, I can talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, do need, I do need new car insurance. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> wow, what a perfect time. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, that's unfortunate because you can only get by with that so long because you're, you're only the new hot brewer on the block uh, for so long until somebody else comes around. And, and so you have to, to maintain your customer loyalty, you have to always put out the best product, in my opinion. That's like comedy, too. Where yeah, you gotta keep on fucking. There's putting, like, some people that it. just tour on the same hour for like 20 years, though. Fuck, some of them don't even have an hour. Some of them have 10 minutes that they keep <laughs> they just doing keep it around for a really long time. Over and over, and those are the most vocal about freedom of speech. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the reason we do this podcast is because there's so many similarities, like parallels between the two okay, industries. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and and you know, there's people that will keep telling their shitty joke over and over and over. And people, I guess, consume it. But and I guess that I actually poses there. a question for you because, I mean, if if you guys, I think it seems like the thing you take the most pride in is this delicate sour program that you guys have where sure. it is very well balanced and it's unique and very niche. Was Is there any part of you that feels like you're brewing a lot of hazy IPAs just because that's what people want and it's not necessarily what you want to do? I mean, I know you said that you like hazies as well, but is is it are you brewing to the masses or... I'd say, uh, you know, you, I don't think you could make an argument. Um, I, like I said, we like these beers that, w- that we make. But, yeah, there was definitely business reasons that we started to make them, for sure. sure. Um, the biggest one was opening up a tap room downtown. Yeah. Um, we wanted to be able to supply that because that's what people want. They don't just want sours. Um, and that's just the way that uh, it was going. Customers want to drink a little bit of everything when they go to a brewery. Have you ever, so, sorry to interrupt. No. I was just wondering, because you guys are down there now, and I'm sure you've been here for a while, you ever been to that vaudeville place and seen the weird organ thing? I've never been to the vaudeville. Oh, I, my, my parents love it when they come up here, and I've, we've got some friends that love it too, for sure. I've heard, that, I've heard a rumor that the guy like, only plays the organ on rare occasion, and any time I've been there, he plays that weird like Mary Poppins type. <laughs> 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 well, we should try to book a comedy show up here whenever that gets back on again. Yeah, comedy. Check out the vaudeville. Uh, were you guys able to work at all this summer? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot. We actually uh, because we do the we were on the live shows too, and yeah. then uh, we had twenty five live shows over the period of like four or five months. Awesome. Yeah, it was nice. Of... It was great to work with the breweries that we're really tight with too, and give them an opportunity to. That was the reason we always did it in the first place. Was we have a packed room on like a Wednesday night, right? Awesome. But in the summertime, when obviously capacities are limited and people aren't out as much. It was nice to be able to kind of do that as well. Yeah. And it's like the busiest night of the week for them. Awesome. Yeah. So like the vaudeville they had uh, on the sign, it was like, we got a lot of COVID jokes on our new show. 
So were you guys doing a lot of COVID humor? It was up or down. I think it just kind of depended on the show. I feel like at first when people were like, re- like getting their rest off, they were all bombing no matter what, no matter how good the comic was. And then once people started to like adjust to it, people were more open to the idea. Got it. But I think when comedy started back up originally, people were like, I don't want to hear about COVID. Yeah. This shit ruined my fucking life. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm like going Q- through a divorce because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to hear about this. I don't know. My QR code joke always laps. Let's hear it. It's not. It doesn't work. Chug a beer right? first. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You're interrupting though. He's <laughs> <laughs> just here to drink some brews. Well, this doesn't hit as hard in like mountain towns because people aren't doing it as much of a thing. But it's basically just 2020 has been a crazy year. Who thought QR codes were going to make a strong comeback? And see, that's about how well it should have landed. Well, at every restaurant they do now. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that the joke? <laughs> okay, this is vanilla in it, so now we're now we're getting into the pastry world. Oh, you're getting back into the pastry the, game. Uh, the so this is with grapes, Merlot grapes from Palisade, um, and then uh, blackberries from the from Hotchkiss, and then uh, a bunch of vanilla as well. So. One of the reasons that we wanted to come by and like talk to you is not only just because you're friends with some of our friends, but you have, what is it, I think five or six of the top 20 rated beers in the state. Oh, sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I guess that was kind of leading me into, do you pay any attention to what reviews are saying or like untapped or... Uh, I'll look at, uh, you know, I always like like to look at every once in a while on Untapped to see what uh, like the best breweries are Mm -hmm. um, in the in the world. Just to kind of kind of, I I don't follow like beer websites anymore, um, like uh, Beer Advocate or or any of those. I try not to go to anymore because it's like Uh. it's it's not going to make me, you know, like I don't read reviews at all. Yeah, and so I just it's it's you can see a hundred great reviews, but if you see one that's not good, it's just gonna piss you off. That's the thing with it, and another thing is like in comedy, it's like you can be crushing in a room full of a hundred people. But the one guy sitting there with his arms crossed, not having a good time, is the one you're just like fucking focused. And he's the one you're gonna think about like later. Really? And you're, yeah. and you're, and you're like, just I like, couldn't God crack damn that. It. I couldn't crack that person. Yeah. And so I don't, uh, I don't do do that too much. But I look at, I look at around every once in a while, kind of get a, a gauge on um, like what people are really liking, and and learn a little bit more about yeah. it from that. Well, luckily for you, we've done some research. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't want to look at reviews, we did. We oh, did. Uh, we love the beer. We love the beer. It's everything I've had it so far is absolutely incredible. But let me get there's, another idea. There's <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me prove you wrong. Where's that get... West Coast at, by the way? Uh, I think we're all. Son of a bitch. That's just my game. I'm more of a West Coast guy. Steve's a hazy guy. But to be honest, I like the ones that you guys, that you've given us so far, um, they don't have that, like, uh, Epsom salt, magnesium, just kind of chalkiness okay, to cool. them, which I really appreciate. And it seems like that's just a common thing with the style these days, where everybody just has, like, that extra, it's, like, extra thick and has that dusty kind of mouthfeel if you know what i'm talking about i do for sure and i do think some of our earlier ipas that we were making um we just read like in the last couple months we we tweaked a lot um to try to get rid of that we had a little bit of hop bite like hop burn yeah yeah. um and so we've done some things to try to get rid of that and uh but yeah some of our earlier ones um were definitely uh uh, not my favorite, and we've made some adjustments. So everything that we were just serving, I'm I'm super proud Without of. Without giving away some trade secrets, like what kind of things do you do to get rid of that? Because that's my biggest gripe with the style. I feel like there's, once you reach a certain quality threshold, there's a class that exists above everybody else. Sure. But because the style is so popular, everybody's making them. But then everything, it, there's really no middle ground for me. It's either exceptional or it's just bland or not well done. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of stuff do you do to minimize that? The biggest thing that we did um, is we, we got rid of the uh, fermentation, like the mid-fermentation hopping, right? Okay. So have you heard of this, like, what is it, bio-ferment, bio-transformation hopping, where you dry hop while the beer is actively fermenting? Biodome? That's a great movie with Pauly Shore and one of the bald I mean, absolutely. in the juice! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I've heard what of the it. Talk, <laughs> that gardening podcast that I was going to listen to on the way home. It's about that movie, like just the like how much it's not really real. You couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to debunk this movie that yeah. Holly Joel was in. No. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Fraser is a great actor. <laughs> okay. Is he in that too? Or are you Brendan Fraser. Oh, I am thinking of Encino Man. You're right. Yeah, they're the same plot. I'm a Holly Shore expert. So. <laughs> 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 
I worship his every, what's that office space? <laughs> so you grew so, up in uh, the comedy store? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, what are the kind of things do you do to, like, just minimize, to make the beer cleaner, I guess, which is hard to do in a hazy. Because oh, for sure. Because like just, you're leaving so much in there, you know? So, like, the idea for, uh, you guys obviously know, but for those who might not, the idea of a biotransformation hop is that while the yeast is act uh, um, actually fermenting, it's got different enzymes that can cleave off different hop flavors. I'm sure any hop scientist just would, is laughing at me right now, but it's basically that. You're making a flavor that you can't get any other way. And um, so we started doing that, but I think by doing that, it leaves a lot of yeast in suspension still. And so it's really hard to crash that yeast out. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing that, uh, that I'll share that we did um, to try to get rid of that. So you can still get all the hop flavor we're looking for, yeah. but we kind of dropped that aspect. And in doing so, it made that hop bite a lot less. And that's, that's what I like in the hazy. Yeah, it's delicious. Today. Thank you. It's good. Yeah. Well, we like everything so far, but uh, not it. everybody loves everything. Uh, <laughs> hey, can you do me a favor and not segue. say what the what the what the beer is that they're talking about? Just read the comments, or you do. Have and to then, do can both. you guess? How about that? How about I don't read the beer. I give you the rating and what they said, and you have to guess what it is. Okay, I'll play that game. Okay, great. This is the uh, this is a rare trip advisor review. One of the rare. <laughs> So the reviewer is seven years old. Somebody from K Carter 15 from Dewey Beach, Delaware. Of course. Up says, coming spring break. Spot. Good beer. We visited Casey's Tap Room while making a pit stop in Gladwood Springs. They had a lot of sours on tap, which personally I'm not a fan of, but was able to find something that I liked. Nice ambience to the Thank place. You. We got there just in time as they maxed out on headcount and had to turn people away. Three stars. <laughs> For not letting us into your business. Way to go, TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you keeping these TripAdvisor people out of your town? I feel like, if, like what, I mean, Went to get that a person beer. did all that hit send, and what do they do, just pat themselves on the back? Yeah, like, yeah they feel like they did a community service today. Now That's everybody good. from Dewey Beach, Delaware knows. There yeah, it's in the Dewey newsletter. <laughs> that goes out occasionally. <laughs> good. That's good. Untapped review. Not going to read the name of the beer. <laughs> this one's from Tony S. Way, way, way too thin. 3.25 stars on Untapped. Oh, that's not bad. I'll take a three, three and a quarter. Do you got a guess? What way beer? too thin. What's too thin? What's uh, a skinny bitch Is it a sour or is it a hoppy beer? You, you might not know. Neither. Water. It's oh, water. I don't know. what. Uh, that would probably be this one, Stoutra. Nope. Oh. Shit. Do you really, really want to know? Yeah. Yes. Vanilla Americano. Oh, yeah. That beer. We, we're tweaking it. That beer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you sure. got a point. It was yeah. a little light. Yeah. It was too thin for sure. Yeah. I mean, what, so what's the deal with that? Like, why was it? When like, we brewed it, we, uh, we were really happy with it. Don't get me wrong. But I, that was my biggest critique of that beer as well. Um, it's too it, light. It, it just finished a little low. We wanted yeah. it to be a little bit sweeter. That was the first. Especially for like a vanilla beer. Like, yeah, yeah. That was like a, the first 5% stout that we probably made on our system so we don't have the luxury of brewing all the time when we do it and so we were super proud of that beer but yeah this next blend that we're doing is going to be a lot sweeter for sure yeah by the way this uh, other sour that you poured us or the other preserves it's just it's uh, it tastes like jam awesome. like it straight up just tastes like jam it's great so what we're looking for in these like i said in these preserves beer so i appreciate that but i you. like that it's not overly sweet because sometimes it's, when you get yeah. into this camp it's they just are so aggressively sweet you know the fact that it still has like that doesn't have that sugary kind of taste to it makes it a way better beer with blackberries wow. specifically they've got so many a lot of berries too but blackberries that we get from hotchkiss they're so have so much sugar alcohols in them mm -hmm. so they're unfermentable but they provide that body um that is just phenomenal in my opinion which is why we buy every pound we can get from those guys nice. and so uh, i think that's a big part of it is you get this unfermentable um uh body that you can't get any other way. This one's not too thin. She thick. This yeah, is a thick beer. That's good. All right. Sarah W. Sarah right, W. Back to the reviews. How many of these do we have? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. And we know we got a hard out in a minute anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a hard out in a second. So, Steve, take it away. Sarah W. says, the quote-unquote gentleman in charge, parentheses, Miami Dolphins mask, was awful. Should be in a small cubicle with a headset rather than in customer service. I don't think she understands that's what those people do. I asked for a table. He said we were at capacity. I was excited to try this for the first time. Uh, so I asked if there was a wait list. He said, nope. I asked, <laughs> I asked if there was a way to get in line for a table tonight. He said, nope. Nope. That was it. 
It was three hours before closing and no way to get a table. I found that hard to believe. He was just lazy and very bad at his job. Unfortunate for the brewery with their clout to have such an imbecile representing them. One star from five months ago at the peak of COVID times. The yes. pinnacle of COVID. So what idiot Miami Dolphins fan do you have running your tap room downtown? That's, uh, that's, that's Taylor. He's not a... <laughs> Taylor! He's not, he's not an idiot. That's, uh, you know, unfortunate that worked out. And uh, I can imagine, you know, if he, how busy he was and yeah. how, uh, how tough that is. I mean, we, we're a small place. We don't, you know, our sales relative to a restaurant are super small. Sure. Uh, and so it's, you know, at that time we were probably, I mean, like that was a couple months after we were open for, uh, we were able to open again. So, yeah, you know, so unfortunately that, uh, that, that happens, happened. But, that's how, that happens yeah. any restaurant or bar, no matter what. Like, that's good, though. That's a good sign for you guys because you do or like you got everybody in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a rough season for any Dolphins fan, I think. <laughs> no, they're actually oh, second I'm a, I'm a Broncos division. fan. That's been a bad season, yeah. too. Yeah. But it's just one of the reasons we do this is because it just kind of highlights some of the, like, I don't know, the ego that people have where I'm like, it's literally the height of, not the height, but we're going through a pandemic here. These people are doing the best that they can and you still find the time to like write a re- negative review about seating capacity or wait times or anything like that. It's just like, get over yourself. Girl. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough out there for all of us. Support your local breweries, your local restaurants. It's going to be a long winter for sure. It's tough yeah. out there for a pimp. Uh, Troy, is there anything you would like to plug before we get out of here? Uh, we're we're gonna uh, we're sending some beer to Denver this week, so I don't know how fast yeah. these things air, but uh, well, we're this gonna will come out on Monday. Awesome, yeah. So we'll have beer on the shelves in uh, in Denver. So we've got some Do you of know these at liquor stores. Um, yeah, we're uh, I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget some, but uh, off the top of my head, we got uh, Mr. B's, uh, Small Batch, Mile High Wine and Spirits, um, and uh, um, Grapevine would be the ones that the first. Those are the, some of the first ones that we ever distributed to. Cool, and, uh, those are the ones we always try to focus on. And there's probably some other ones. Um, that I'm forgetting, and uh, but it'll be on the shelf. Uh, some IPAs, some IPAs, and some uh, sours as well. So thanks. Nice. Yeah, man, we're yeah. just yeah, we're stoked that you could make this happen, and we're happy to be here. This was fun for sure. Yeah, um, check yeah. those beers out. Seriously, they, everything we've had has been fucking phenomenal. Notched. Yeah, the hazies phenomenal. are really on point, and the sours are they, these are good for anybody. Like, you don't even have to be a sour beer drinker. Like everything's there in balance. It's got this nice tartness to it. it has like white wine, white wine qualities to it. So it's not like it's a dry, but it has like these really great fruit effervescence to it it's 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 fantastic so thank you so really much glad that we made the trip thank you guys for coming up here i really appreciate it thank you so much tight hell yeah bye go chuckle puckers